0: Go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on February the 24th, 2011. Newcomers, I always suggest you look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website where you can help yourself to hundreds of audios for download for free. Where I try to give you clues and links and shortcuts to the big picture of the system under which you're... You're, which you live basically, you're born into it, you had no say in it at all. Still have no say, in fact, because democracy is, is pers- uh, really promoted, has never really existed in any reality at all. But it's worked very, very well to get us to go along without having revolutions every so often through taxation, uh, overhikes, and all the rest of it. But we're into an authoritarian society now, and that's what the Club of Rome said. The Club of Rome is one of the big think tanks for the United Nations, and uh, they've come out and said years ago, in fact, that democracy would not work, it's too cumbersome, they can't get anything done, there's too many squabbling factions, and they can't get their big plans, their big projects done, so they'd have to simply bypass democracy altogether, and that's what they've done definitely since 2001, uh, when the big towers came down. That was the kickoff for their new century, century of change and I said at the time you better hang on to your sanity as we go through this because there, nothing will be the same again, nothing at all will ever be the same and that's what we're living through today. Now you can buy the discs and the books that I have for sale at com. that helps me just uh, trickle along because it's very expensive what I do, I don't bring on advertisers as guests to scare you and then to offer you the solutions, I just try and use the hour to get information out there. And it's thanks to RBN that I'm doing anything at all, to be honest with you. And RBN does have advertising on the show that goes straight to them to pay for the broadcasts and to pay for the staff and equipment and their bills. So we all have that. So you can buy my books and so on, help me going. And uh, you'll find out how to do it at CuttingThroughMetrics.com. From the U.S. to Canada, you can still use a personal check. You can still use an international postal money order. Some people send cash. And you can also use PayPal to order. Use the donation button on the com site and follow it by an email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. Across the rest of the world, you're left with Western Union for direct wire transfer. Uh, you've got MoneyGram as well. A cheaper still is to send cash over. And also PayPal, PayPal to order. Just send the donation over and follow it by an email with your name, address, and order. I'll get it out to you. But uh, it's, it's amazing to me, as I say, how, how fast we're going through the system now. It's not really amazing when you've read all their books. You're just actually living through the, the phase that you were never sure you'd actually live to see. And these are the greatest changes that the world's seen since, they say, the Industrial Revolution kicked off. And they, they put thousands and thousands of peasants ac- off their land and to, get, to get them into the big factories, which were set up for the big boys who were the merchant bankers who also owned the factories. And um, massive upheaval, of course, was caused by that. And, of course, we're going through the massive upheaval today as we go into the global society, pre-planned system, all done in secret meetings with occasional uh, fake release to the public because there's always an inner party and an outer party, and the outer party gives us the fake stuff at the bottom level. The media doesn't help us along. They keep us obsessed with trivia and who's got the latest boobs in New York or, or, or L.A., the the latest job done etc and who's fallen out with whom and that's what's fed to the peasants at the bottom for most of them mind you they're quite happy with it they've been trained their whole lives this is all quite normal and they've also been trained to be domesticated that they're not involved in their future whatsoever special people take care of that people who come out of special wombs uh, high up there take care of all the big problems and they can go play and watch television Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the Matrix. And just mentioning the fact of, of, of the truth that we live in a, uh, a fairyland, a, a Disney world, basically, uh, carefully carefully, created it's, uh you start off with your parents giving you the false information because they didn't know that they were the governments were really doing other things other than what they told them and what they told them was basically propaganda and so it's passed on to the child and then you go off to school and you get your basic indoctrination at school of what reality is even though it's mostly fake and then it's augmented reinforced uh, down through your your educational career and then into the workforce via the media, basically, the media takes over, plus entertainment business as well. Entertainment is awfully important because most of your indoctrination, actually, for most folk, the people who are not aware of what's going on, they don't realize that most of their indoctrination is done through, from the things that they love the most. That's entertainment. We have an insatiable appetite for entertainment, and that's put to incredibly good use by those who are your masters. And they shape your minds. They tell you who to hate, to dislike, and who to love, and who's the victim, and all the rest of it. They make you laugh and make you cry. Uh, that's how expert they are at the top, when you can use emotions to embed a message into your mind and get you to think along a certain way, which can be completely fake and completely untrue. And sometimes the very victims that they're portraying are the, are the actually people who are doing you in at the top. It's quite interesting how it's done. Quite a fantastic history of psychological warfare. But entertainment is so, again, benign. You think you're being entertained. You don't expect to be indoctrinated. But that's exactly what it's there to do. And tonight, I'm going to put up a link to a very good link to uh, a, a, a video to give you some of the history, probably going back 40, 50 years or more of Hollywood and how they've prepared you for 50 odd years or more of how bad the Arabs are. And this, this actually is called uh, Real Bad Arabs. Very, very good, very well done documented video on this propaganda and the people behind it, including Israel too, that sent a couple of guys over from Israel uh, to literally work in Hollywood to churn out one bad Arab movie after another to show you how bad, bad, bad they are. And uh, how so many, Indiana Jones and so on, always brings in the bad Arabs. And you get these these stereotyped images of a guy with a big nose and a big hooked knife in his belt that you couldn't trust an inch. And that's how the propaganda is put over very deliberately. And then the Pentagon's at it as well. Uh, They've been doing it for years, uh, funding a lot of these movies to make sure that a, a generation grows up who'll don the uniform and go off and kill these nasty bad Arabs. And these Arabs, of course, all live in what's called Arabland. It's a strange fictional Disney place called Arabland. There's no differentiation between country to country as far as the West is concerned. They're all these just bad Arabs. So it's worth a watch and you'll see how it's done and how fiction really becomes uh, your your reality and gives you your opinions. Opinions you'll actually fight over because you know it all now. You've watched all the movies and that's where most folk, unfortunately, at the low level, get all of their ideas from. So remember and watch out for real bad Arabs. Very, very well done uh, documentary video. And that's really how things are. We're living in Disneyland, as I say, of um, bewilderment for most folk. Uh, who don't know, they're just waking up and they get bewildered. The rest of them don't get bewildered at all. They're not even confused. They think that everything that comes across the internet must be the truth. And and I guess I, I know this for a fact because I get so many emails coming in here from people who are, are surfed out, as I call it. Um, and they're hyper. Even if you manage to talk to them on the phone, they're so hyper. And you can you say to them, uh, go to the mirror and look at your face and uh, your eyes look like saucers They'll say, yeah, and I said, calm down, breathe deeply. You've been surfing for hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they've gone tr- from link to link to link, and they're absolutely mind-bombed with bits and bytes of data from UFOs to to um, walking biped reptilians and this, this kind of stuff. They've, they've brought it all together, and they're utterly, technically, uh, they're just tempor- ma- temporarily mad. No kidding. <laughs> you have to tell them that. You're temporarily mad. Let's wear off and get back to some reality. Because there's so much counterintelligence out there, too. So much, and the people don't question it at all, especially with forums and so on. I've warned for people for years, the forums have always had their infiltrators. Some are set up by counterintelligence, and there's always a dominant character there who cows the rest in, in the natural, because use psychologists for this in, in the group mentality, group dynamics, and they all cow down to the one who's, who's really nasty and, 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 and loud, And that's how uh, structures work, unfortunately. You'll see that in totalitarian regimes as well on a much bigger scale, all down the totem pole. But the guy who seems to have the power gets all the praise from the lessers down beneath them who worship power, you see, psychopathic personality types as well. But a lot of it comes from the military, industrial boys, and from your own um, air force and army departments. And this is what they call cyber warfare. They had all of this set up before they gave the public the Internet. They didn't wait for it to happen, the public to start to pass out about real information. They already were set up to make sure you were drawn into the main forums that were already pre-set up for you. And sure enough, people who like joining groups, join the groups. That's this thing about we're social beings, we're gregarious, we like to be amongst a crowd, even on the Internet. And I don't, personally, I don't go into any forums whatsoever, never have. But um, I like to know who I'm talking to. I like to see them. But uh, here's an article here, and as I've been mentioning over the last few nights about the different uh, programs now and soft, software that the military is using, and your own law enforcement, by the way, to run uh, forums uh, with fake names. Um, computers literally are answering your questions. And they'll monitor you all the time to make, to even get a personality profile on you, your likes, dislikes, your, your red, your hot buttons, as they call it too, what what turns you into anger, uh, or passion or whatever. And then they bombard you with what seems to be a whole bunch of different people saying the same things to you, all done by software. And this one is a personal management software. It's called from Federal Business Opportunities. And it's actually, um, it's from, the, the it comes from the Air Force, this stuff, and it's uh, it's called Persona Management Software. I'll put the link up for that. It says, online persona management service, uh, 50 users, licenses, 10 personas per uh, software, will allow ter- 10 personas per user, replete with background history, supporting details, and cyber presences that are technically, culturally, and geographically consistent. Uh, individual applications will enable an operator to exercise a number of different online persons from the same workstation and without fear of being discovered by sophisticated adversaries. Personas must be able to appear to originate in nearly any part of the world and can interact through conventional online service and social media platforms. The service includes a user-friendly application environment to maximize the user's situational awareness by displaying uh, um, real-time local information. So I'll put this one up. You can look through it for yourselves. You see, this is one of them that's up. And it also this one here, which is from, um, I think it's a police's website as well. They're buying this stuff and using it in your local areas and across your, your state guidelines and so on, or state lines. And it's uh, police forums and law enforcement forums. It says uh, there are private forums for law enforcement. We reserve the right to remove non-LEO members and blah, 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 blah. And then it says uh, electronic subversion software is now available from the Air Force that the previous one I just mentioned. So I'll put both links up for you to see. And it goes through what is to be used for subversion software available and persona, persona management software, etc. and how they're going to use it. And they use it across the world. these in the local areas right down to your, your very local area. And who knows what they're doing to you and talking to you as well. You don't know who you're talking to. And personally, you should never give information out to anybody you're not sure of. And and even when when you think you could be sure of if you're not certain at all, don't do it. Don't give anything out whatsoever, because you're probably basically being run by a computer somewhere. And you're getting managed, in other words. You're getting managed. I'm also putting up tonight uh, 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 videos. uh, It's from the CFR's website, the Council on Foreign Relations website. It's audio, podcasts, and videos. It's a whole list of them to choose from, and you can go through all the different topics which they mentioned, which is the whole topic of the world and world governments, uh, governance, and all the rest of it. The different strategies that all countries will do that belong to the Council of Foreign Relations. Royal Institute for international affairs, and you'll see all the big names, that, that you know, the, the different uh, experts and CEOs of corporations giving talks to their pals, way above what you think of as democracy, because it's not democracy. We're, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a business plan, a big world business plan. And tonight as well, I want to mention a, a farcical thing that happened in Britain, because. Uh, apparently, um, every country got their citizens out of Libya, except Britain. Uh, and the plane that they organized for it eventually is still sitting on the tarmac trying to get fixed. Uh, I guess I put around a tin can to gather cash to maybe get whipped round and, and fix the engine or whatever is wrong with it. But uh, it's interesting that uh, Gaddafi's son, and they don't realize that most of the people who live in these countries... These dictators and so on. Their sons go to Oxford and Eton and Cambridge and so on. The same with, the, with the, the various ones from Saudi Arabia that run the countries. And here's an article that goes back uh, to 2010. Gaddafi gives 1.5 million pounds to the London School of Economics. And now the London School of Economics is one of the main uh, schools basically uh, that they helps the World Bank and all the rest of it and this global system come into where it's supposed to go they guide it along very big player in this and especially the students who are brainwashed into the belief system that, that they're indoctrinated with while they're there because they become the next CEOs and so on but uh, I'll go into this little article, it's kind of amusing uh, when I come back from this break Hi, folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and reading an article about Gaddafi giving up 1.5 million pounds to the London School of Economics. And it says, um, it says in a press release from the school, it was stated that the London School of Economics Global Governance has produced pioneering work on global governance. This is where it's going to shifting debate away from the role of individual governments in global affairs to far-reaching analysis of the framework of principles, rules, and laws necessary to tackle global problems. So uh, this is through his son, apparently, uh, Saif al-Salam al-Qadhafi, and who is the son of the Libyan leader Muhammad uh, al-Qadhafi. So uh, it shows you that, that even giving the cash to them might not save your, your, your rear end uh, if they want you out. But we'll wait and see what happens there as they they, they keep uh, trying to keep the place in some kind of shape with their colour revolutions and all that going on all over the place. But it says here, uh, this donation will support uh, us as we work to increase understanding of global problems and to encourage interaction between academics and policy makers. Now remember, the Leonard School of of Economics is very important uh, and it's it's really a branch of uh, the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And it says, um, uh, Professor David Hell, a a co-director of the Centre, along with Professors Mary Calder and Danny Kua, in the press release said, it's a generous donation from an NGO, a non-governmental organisation committed to the promotion of civil society and the development of democracy. It's a wonderful term. I wish they'd give us their definition of democracy, wouldn't you? See, democracy to me is something that looks swell on the surface until so you've got a complaint and then you find there's no complaint department it's it's autocratic it's authoritarian and uh, it's it's now it truly is as the club of rome said it's now an authoritarian system that's what we're in now, was an authoritarian system that's why you're seeing very little put out by politicians themselves especially in the u.s and canada They're shielding them now, and you'll get stuff trickling eventually down through your local newspaper as laws go into effect. That's a new form of training you into authoritarian societies. They don't have time to humor you anymore and mess around and pamper to you with their double speak as they used to do. Uh, So they're just uh, bypassing you altogether. Anyway, it says this, the GICDF carries out the development and humanitarian activities in the social, economic, cultural, and human rights field, as described on their website. It's been praised in particular for its work in supporting human rights for Libyan citizens. So they're all chummy back in 2010. So, it's, it's quite interesting that, uh, as I say, even giving your charity to the right organisation doesn't guarantee, uh, I think actually it will, I think he'll get out eventually, with the big cash. They'll, they'll let these ones go. The the very first one I remember they did that with was uh, uh, the president of Uganda at the time, Idi Amin, and he left with billions of uh, dollars. And uh, he's allowed to stay, I think, and I think it was Montreal for a while, and then he went somewhere. They all get to live in Montreal for a while, and then they move on. Same with the president of Mexico, who robbed his own treasury and ended up, uh, of course, American Canada forked over cash to pay it all back, but he lived in, in, in uh, Montreal for a while, and then he skipped off to Dublin for a while. So uh, they always look after their own when they of uh, retire them from their positions, unless the guy won't play the game and wants to talk and say what's really been going on, like they did in Iraq. And, uh, of course, they just hang you there if you have something to actually say. But, as I say, we live in, in a strange world now. The biggest industry domestically today, uh, for imports and buying and so on, public spending is of course security. It's the biggest thing. It's taken over from giving us products to buy at the bottom level. Now they just get using your tax money. They just the police etc. Are using are buying military equipment like you, like crazy right now. It's a massive thing. Even police chiefs get lobbied, and then the police chiefs associations lobby the government for more cash, and they're getting whatever they want because the world that we have to go into in the West as we come down into austerity is not to be a pleasant one and there's going to be much like the science fiction movies have been throwing out there there'll be a, a lot of people living in rags eventually when this is all over and a lot of trouble too and the, the well-dressed goons of course who live and get extra perks as, as, as Stalin said you've got to make sure that your police and your military and your teachers uh, get very well paid and get more perks, more privileges if you want to maintain power in a, an authoritarian system. Anyway, it says, Miami-Dade uh, Police Buy Drones. Uh, it says, um, and it shows you the ones that are used abroad, etc. It says, so where are the high-tech drones buzzing to next? Miami-Dade County. It says, uh, the Miami-Dade Police Department is poised to become the first large metro force using drones in its aerial missions. Actually, I've got photographs here from some of the Great Lakes uh, between the Canada and States. Uh, where special forces and boats were setting them off. as about over a year ago, I believe. And so they've been already testing them out and flying them over the borders, back and forth. It says, The department finalised a deal to buy a drone called T-Hawk from defence firm Honeywell and officially applied for permission from the Federal Aviation Administration last month to begin flying around the country, or the county. It's not clear how cops will sort out the raft of thorny privacy questions hovering around plans for using this powerful uh, new eye in the sky. At this point, it doesn't really matter if you're against this technology because it's coming, said P.W. Singer, author of Wired for War and an expert on drones. And obviously a person who gets paid for giving the propaganda out too. The precedent that is set in Miami could be huge. You get big money from the corporations for promoting this stuff. Drones or UAVs have exploded in popularity over the last five years. As singer writes in his book, the military barely used the technology during the invasion of Iraq 2003. Now the Army and Air Force have more than 7,000 drones overseas and 44 other countries use the devices. Back with more after this. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. This is cutting through the matrix, and we're talking about um how the world's changing so quickly now. And to uh, along the plan, of course, it's not happening happening by itself. It's not happening due to uh, unforeseen events and so on. Everything that's happening in all the wars were all planned. And they have been for an awful long time, by the way. Uh, even World War I and II, uh, long in advance. But we, we find that, as I say, even the sci-fi movies have been churning out with the, the people living in rubble down the road and um, food scarcities, all that kind of stuff. is all something which they get from Uh, The associations they belong to these writers they're picked to write these things and it's a form of predictive programming for what's to come because once we've seen things and we think we're being entertained uh, when it actually happens it's familiar to us the idea is familiar to us you haven't reasoned it out haven't rationalized it out and and basically you go along with how people in the movies behaved and you'll behave in pure panic obviously generally anyway The signs are all there for folk who can't really get what's happening as the big herd of cattle, as they call the people down below, are moved along into the age of austerity and the coming food shortages, which are planned. I mean, the Council on Foreign Relations and the Royal Institute of International Affairs, the daddy of them all, have them on their own website, uh, Chatham House, if you look it up, you'll see they've been working on the coming food shortages for the last 15 years, Masses of of staff working on this, in this private uh, organization, this non-profit organization uh, that uh, rakes in billions every year. Anyway, there's an article here to show you what's coming as well, for those who can't quite get it. Army wants rapid-fire rubber bullets for crowd control. It says the U.S. Army is planning to field rubber bullets for machine guns. It wasn't good enough to have the old ones, you see. They want machine guns, rapid-fire. Military officials claim the ammunition will allow them to more effectively quell violent protests without loss of life, but human rights campaigners are alarmed by the new weapon. The final design for the XM1044 round has not been selected according to an order placed on the Federal Business Opportunities website last month, but the Joint Non-Lethal Weapons Directorate, did you know you had a non-lethal weapons directorate? Now you do. Has been working on a ring aerofoil projectile for some time. Some years. The round is a hollow plastic cylinder 40 millimetres across, looking something like a short toilet paper roll. In flight, its shape generates lift, giving it a longer range. The army's existing crowd control rounds are single shots fired from handheld grenade launchers with a range of about 50 metres. The XM1044 would double this range. It would be supplied in belts for the MK nineteen one nine grenade launcher, a truck mounted weapon that can fire almost six rounds per second. The MK nineteen has been exported to some thirty countries, including Egypt. The US Army has a requirement for a rapid fire non lethal capacity or capability, said Ken Schulters, project manager for close combat systems at Picatinny Arsenal in New Jersey. All currently fielded non lethal ammunition is single shot. Firing rapidly at long range is likely to be dangerously inaccurate, says Angela Wright of Amnesty International. These things have never been accurate. I mean, they just fire in a general direction and, and they've killed people <laughs> in their heads and, you know, that they've, that uh, they've bust kidneys and livers and all the rest of it. It doesn't matter. Such a weapon system would be allowed, uh, would allow for a burst of non-accurate fire at a crowd with high risk of hitting bystanders, ricochets and of hitting vulnerable areas of the body, she says. Despite being hollow and plastic, if a round were to strike someone in the head, it could severely injure or kill them, she adds. I'm glad they got experts to tell us this stuff. You know, uh, I never thought of that myself. I might kill you. We've had this for about 50 years, these things killing people. And Northern Ireland knows all about that, of course. So they're on a roll with uh, as they basically militarize the police, the army, and all the rest of it, and... It's a multi-jurisdictional task force, they call it, when they all come together, the military and the police for domestic disturbances and all that kind of stuff. They've had that on the go since the 80s, as they're merging them all. And a lot of troops even in Canada will take police members from Canada over to combat zones overseas to get experience in kicking doors down and stuff like that. And then they come back and put on their their regular black-clad uniforms and combat boots for the civilians here. One day they will be used... For what we know, all, all know is coming down the pike, rationing and all the rest of it is on the cards. That's what's planned, you see. It doesn't have to be that way, but you see, uh, the big powers want it to be that way. That's that's what austerity is all about. Kicking you into shape or, or whacking you with rubber bullets or using other non-lethal weapons on you to kind of fry you with microwave and lovely stuff like that. And the beautiful thing is, too, we all pay for it with our tax money. We're incredible we are the best producers. We're better than cattle, actually. They just give milk and beef, you know, but we give her all, basically, and most of your earnings go back in taxes anyway. So to, to, to create the chains, our own chains and manacles, we're awfully nice that way. This is, this is a, the sign of the most domesticated species that, that they've ever created uh, for the human population. We are it in this day and age. I've got to see the truth. Now, Australia has a, a different prime minister now. Uh, they've always been socialists there, though, for an awful long time. And again, they've been run completely by a department of the Council on Foreign Relations or the Royal Institute for International Affairs uh, from the Asia-Pacific Rim groups. Uh, they'd sent their managers over as long, long ago to make sure Australia and New Zealand would be uh, on board and going in the right direction, the, the big plan, that is. But so they're pushing the carbon uh, fiasco. I call it the, the, the carb-con uh, Gillard unveils carbon price details. This wonderful method of mathematically working out how much carbon it took to make this item, etc., is going to be passed on to the consumer. So the Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, says the government's carbon price scheme will be rolled out from July 2012. That's you all going to get screwed for more taxes. So as the big fat bankers with the double or triple chins can gobble it all up, you know. Under various pretenses of helping the world. Announcing details of the scheme today, Ms. Gallard said the price on carbon would be fixed for a period of three to five years before moving to a cap-and-trade system, the same as the one I put in the U.S. I'm determined to price carbon because my boss told me to. She said, no, I added the last part, but she has got a boss. All these characters have bosses. They're just fronts, you know, and they end up being CEOs of corporations once they leave. That's how they get their payoff for being goody, goody two-shoes for their master and they really admire power, real financial power and, and, and clouts. They admire that. They're all psychopathic, you see. A few years ago, I went through pornology, political Ponerology, excellent book to do with psychopaths and how they get into power. They, in fact, they crave power, so they're, they, it's like a magnet to them when they get into politics. They've got to get in there and get up there. And the only thing all the lesser ones do is to admire the ones with more power. So the petty psychopaths, grovel to the ones with more power and give the boot to the ones down the totem pole on the next step uh, because that's how you do it in a psychopathic world. And we are run by psychopaths. They're deliberately selected by the big top bankers to make sure they can keep all their populations in check and make the, the cattle do what they're told. It's just astonishing, uh, really, how, how domesticated the public have become. They can't see what's going on. Anyway, she gives her her blurb, history teaches us that the, the countries and the economies who prosper at times of historic change are those who get in shape and manage the changes. The time is right and the time is now, all for a, an invisible gas that's always been here. And it's got nothing to do with basically global warming or anything else. So there, there are some people that will say we can't afford to move to a clean energy future. I disagree with that. We can't afford not to move to a clean energy future, she added. You see, that's how they get to be prime ministers by seeing things like that. You see, you too, son, can be president one day. I used to love those old black and white Hollywood movies with its propaganda, and you'd always see some little waif of a guy, um, child, uh, in front of Lincoln. They always give you that in, in these movies, and he looked down at them solemnly and says, "Yes, son, you too can be president some day. You know, just, just work hard and do your sums at, at school and all that stuff. You know, all that rubbish utter tripe." But it worked well. Propaganda works awfully, awfully well. So is Australia going to get screwed more? Uh, at least the taxpayers will be, uh, so is it, those at the top can live better and bigger. And no doubt this carbon tax will go through. Again, that's, uh, that's um, Lord Rothschild's uh, private bank in Switzerland, because that's the one that they set up for it. They said all carbon trading will go through that bank. And he and his kind will live forever and ever and ever for generations to come with the interest of all of that cash going through it. Now, eugenics is a a topic I've talked about so many times because, you see, those at the top truly are eugenicists. They really, really believe in eugenics. It's completely intertwined with Darwinism. And they believe in the the Nazi philosophy. Remember, you've got to understand, too, Uh, that IG Farben was an umbrella company set up to get Nazi Germany on its feet. And it was funded by the banks from New York. It was funded from the banks in London. And the big corporations were all part of it too. They made the the military machines uh, for the Nazi movement. The Ford, uh, group in, in, the US had a big part to do it, with it as well. Even the Bush's grandfather, father was, was up in lawsuits for trading with the enemy as part of the hygiene farming group. And it came out during the trials, that the, the farcical trials, I should say, that was actually prepared by a relative of Bernays uh, who set up the whole Nuremberg trials. And so we don't get to see all the other footage of the, we get about 0.5% of the footage that's shown. Same stuff over and over again. But it was, it was meant to portray the Nazis in an utterly nasty, nasty light. A good good guy, bad guy, white hat, black hat, a cowboy type scenario. But um, it did come out there uh, that uh, IG Farben was a completely Western-owned uh, institution. General Electric was in it too. IT&T made the focke for the German fighter planes and stuff like that. And none of them went to prison after it. And you think it was all to do with people in Germany? Yes. You know, Professor Anthony Sutton wrote a whole series of books using archived information. This, they can all be verified, on the rise of Hitler. You know, and then the same with the the Soviet system too. And Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution, all documented stuff. And you have to find out what, what's, what's going on in the world. This is this big movement through wars, manipulation of peoples, etc. Right down to the present time, because the are Institute of international affairs, uh, as a prime policy said they'd have to cause conflict across the world. And through treaties and so on, after the conflicts, the, apart from grabbing the resources, uh, the, the bankers would also rule the world. Rockefeller said the same thing, by the way. He said, it's far better... Uh, That bankers and and an intelligentsia rule the world than politicians and leaving it up to uh, national direction of the people. Now, eugenics also decides that who should live and who should die. Today they call themselves bioethicists, you see. Sounds much better, ethics. We like the word ethics. It sounds good, ethics, you see. And, uh, and bio as a psycholo- as, as a, as a scientific term, bio anything must be very important, right? So we're awfully impressed by it being, by bioethicists and so on. A few years ago, no one had heard the term until they, they, they rolled out in front of us and suddenly we had all these bioethicists that the university trained, they would all been trained and, but they're still eugenicists in reality. They decide eventually who will live and who will die and how far government should go with economics and neuroeconomics in keeping certain folk alive and who should die to save the rest. Now, it says here, under kidney transplant proposals, younger patients would get the best organs, Washington Post. The nation's organ transplant network is considering giving younger, healthier people preference over older, sicker parents for the best kidneys. It says, instead of giving priority, primarily to patients who have been on the waiting list longest, The new rules would match recipients and organs to a greater extent based on factors such as age and health to try to maximise the number of use provided by each kidney, the most sought-after organ for transplants. Amazing how everything comes down to economics, money, 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 eh? We're trying uh, to best utilise the gift of the donated organ, said Kenneth Andreoni, an associate professor of surgery at Ohio State University, who chairs a committee that is reviewing the system for the United Network of Organ Sharing. A Richmond-based private non-profit group, there you go again, uh, NGO contracted by the federal government to coordinate organ allocation. It's an effort to get the most out of a scarce resource. I don't know if it's so scarce, they're, they're, they're You've no idea how many bodies get to, they to call that, by the way, it was, uh, it was illegal to deface a body or it was a crime. And now, of course, they get very signing cards. Most of you end up taking it your heads for, or, or practiced by plastic surgeons and stuff like that. I mean, that's what it goes to. So as they can roll in the big bucks treating uh, very rich people down the road to get rid of their little age wrinkles. The ethically fraught potential uh, changes, which would be part of the most comprehensive overhaul of the system in 25 years, are being welcomed by some bioethicists. That's your eugenicists again. They have them in all universities, by the way. It's taught. Eugenics is taught, you see. And transplant surgeons and patient representatives, as a step towards improving kidney distribution, but some worry that the changes could inadvertently skew the pool of available organs by altering the pattern of people making living donations. Some also complain that the new system would unfairly penalise middle-aged and elderly patients at a time when the overall population is getting older. Well, it fits in exactly well then, because you see, they don't want to, the government doesn't want to pay your. They hope government hopes you die before you even collect your pension. Don't you get anything? Don't you understand what's really going on? They're already uh, snaffling the pensions in Britain and elsewhere. You see what they're doing in Wisconsin. They try and make folk work longer to an older age, hoping they'll die before they can claim a penny back from all the money that they they put in. So that's what it's really all about. See, The best kidneys are from young adults aged 35 years. Nobody over the age of 50 will ever see one of those, said Lenny Friedman-Ross, a University of Chicago bioethicist and physician. There's a lot of people in their 50s and 60s who, with a properly functioning kidney, could have 20 or more years of life. We're making it harder for them to get a kidney that will function for that length of time. It's age discrimination. Well, of course it is. But you see, do um, you ever wonder why they created the youth population, the youth society? Did you ever reach Marx and communism? and how they would separate the generations. You see, those who ruled you are very, very old people, by the way, who ruled you, even your music industry, and Hollywood and all Very old people rule the culture industry, with total domination, by the way. Uh, they created the, the youth generation to, to make you perpetually young, in your brain, that is. They don't want you maturing, they want you to be stupid and young forever. We've all been stupid and young. And they separated the generations. That was a prime, uh, a prime plank in the Communist Manifesto, the separation of the generations. See, the youth are easy to handle. You can make them fight for causes which they don't understand, but they think they do, like colour revolutions, uh, so that the big bankers can take over the rest of the world. Stuff like that. So they're more important than the old people who say, wait a minute here, I've watched this con game before, we're worse off than we ever were before, uh, after all these wars and so on. So... See, you're too wise. Same thing happened in World War One when the older folk in the trenches stopped fighting. The older folk in the other trenches had to bring in young guys, 16, 17, to do the fighting again. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix I'll put the link up too For British Rescue turns to farce As 500 are trapped in Libya And they're told their plane is stuck at Gatwick And the warship won't dock till it's safe They sit on the tarmac for 10 hours Waiting for parts apparently And uh, as I say, it's just I guess they're not important enough You see, they've got other priorities In this new system, this new world order If they're more ordinary people that is now, there's also a, a link for Monsanto's Roundup uh, because a scientist, a top scientist, has come up with a, a warning about a link between dangerous new pathogen and the actual uh, pesticide that Monsanto is using. A plant pathologist experienced in protecting against biological warfare recently warned the USDA of a new self-replicating microfungal virus-sized organism which may be causing spontaneous abortions in livestock which is eating the stuff, you know, sudden death syndrome in Monsanto's Roundup Ready soy and wilt in Monsanto's RR corn. Uh, Dr. Don M. Huber, who coordinates the Emergent Diseases and Pathogens Committee of the American uh, Phytopathological Society as part of the USDA National Plant Disease Recovery System warned Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack that this pathogen threatens the U.S. food and feed supply and can lead to the collapse of the U.S. corn and soy export markets. Likewise, wise deregulation of the genetically engineered alfalfa could be a calamity, he noted in his letter. Because, by the way, they've they've, uh, given the go-ahead for the the modifier genetically engineered alfalfa to be fed to the cattle and now it's in the food chain, now you've got to eat it yourself. This is passed on down through the food chain, which is you folks. Anyway, Vilsack gave blanket approval to all genetically modified alfalfa on January 27th. Following orders from President Obama, he also removed buffer zone requirements so stuff can contaminate everything else. This is seen as a deliberate move to contaminate natural crops and destroy the organic meat and dairy industry, which of course it is, which relies on genetically modified free alfalfa. Such genetic contamination will give the biotech injury complete control over the nation's fourth uh, uh, largest crop. It will also ease the transition to using genetically engineered alfalfa as a biofuel. So he's uh, put a letter in and uh, complained about it and so on, and it's it's quite it's worth reading. Because, yeah, see, we're not necessary anymore. We've all come down and die off with cancers and never collect pensions. And they're not worried about shortage of population. They'll just bring more and more people in through immigration, etc., to take over. You see, the people who run you and rule you and own you, basically, and they actually see you as being owned by them, um, are internationalists, and they've always been internationalists. And uh, they, they form a world elite across the planet who are all intermarried, interbred. They all know each other, and they're all multi-trillionaires, and they own incredible real estate across the planet and they have definitely taken over the, the world's natural resources. And as far as they're concerned, mankind is not an endangered species, or at least the peasants at the bottom, and it's time for the new world order. But after all, there's too many of us eating their natural resources up, and um, what's that going to do for the natural, the natural winners of Darwinism themselves, obviously? They've got to make sure that they can survive forever uh, down through the ages to come. As we all die off and are crowded into little cities to be overcrowded and die off with disease and famine and all the rest of it. At the same time they're telling us about the farce of, of competing with China. How can you compete with 10, 15, 20 cents a day for a paycheck? They're not mad, they're not stupid at the top, but this is the rubbish, the fodder they dish out to the peasants at the bottom. No kidding. From the Council on Foreign Relations. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada. it's good night to me your God or your God school with you.